Luckily, we're not recording. <laughs> he did record all of that. Are we ready? Welcome to episode two of the Making Margin podcast. My name is Nick Foy. I'm the founder of Greenway Wealth Advisors. We're an independent financial planning firm based in the south end of Charlotte, North Carolina. To my right is Allie Crouch, our director of client experience. Hello. Hello. To my left is Jeff Eminger. Hey, hey. Jeff is our director of financial planning. Uh, we created this podcast because we have what I think are relatively engaging, entertaining conversations. Maybe it's just because I talk a lot. <laughs> you definitely do the most. Yeah. And um, I was like, we should be recording these. So we decided to make a podcast and record them. And we'll find out if you think that they're as engaging and, and entertaining as Jeff does. He was like, Grace, you got to hear. He gets some his wife's grace. You got to hear the things we talked about at work today. Absolutely. And the only way to do that is to actually record them. So anyway. So the Making Margin podcast, the idea is that uh, we find that our clients who have financial margin, who are not spending everything that they make and maybe spending more than they make, are those that tend to be the most satisfied, not only financially, but in other areas of their life. And so how do we help people create margin and make more margin so that they can have more freedom to spend on the things that are more important to them? And so we said, well, let's create a podcast about that. So it's the Making Margin podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about credit cards, which can be a really boring conversation, but most people deal with credit cards at some point in their life, maybe starting in college. This reminds me of a funny story around credit cards, actually. So my my college roommate drove back to California with me uh, for the summer, like at the beginning of summer. I went to school in Ohio, so it was like a three-day drive. We did it in a day and a half because we wanted to get to the Oakland Coliseum for a four-game series between the A's and the Red Sox. And I'm an Sounds A's like fan. That's the most boring weekend ever. You're crazy. I'm an A's <laughs> fan, and he's a Red Sox fan. And so we were going to hopefully make it for like two games of the series. We ended up making all four. Okay. And we got to the game, and there was a one of these things where you could apply for the MLB credit card with your favorite team's logo on it. Solid choice. Solid choice. And I knew I wasn't going to spend from this credit card, but you I was just like, it'd be, to look at it. it'd be cool to have an A's credit card. So we applied for it. And a couple months later, I started getting Sports Illustrated. And I was like, well, I, I don't really connect these two things in my mind, a credit card and Sports Illustrated. Mm -hmm. And I started getting credit card bills, but I never opened them because I didn't spend anything on this credit card. And after two years, I was like, well, maybe I'll just open a credit card bill. And it turns out that when you signed up for this credit card, you were also signing up for Sports Illustrated and it was being billed to that credit card. So now I had like two years of Sports Illustrated subscriptions plus all the interest costs and late fees and everything else associated with it. It like ruined my credit as a sophomore in college or whatever I was at the time. So but at least you tip. had two years of Sports Illustrated. I, and an A's credit card. That was yeah. a really expensive <laughs> Which, two years. That was an expensive two years, yeah. Which the credit card... Offered no other rewards other than it said Oakland A's, which isn't enough. It's enough of a reward in and of itself, I would say. Mm, agreed. So anyway, that was a mistake with credit cards that I made early on and I learned my lesson and I haven't done anything like that since that I know of, unless there's something outstanding there. We get a lot of catalogs. You don't get catalogs? You don't. Well, I got a couple free subscriptions for a year when I was pregnant and I bought something at um, Motherhood and Maternity. No, so no, hopefully no. I'm not paying. The catalog's for free anyway. Oh, what's a catalog? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you ask about catalogs? <laughs> but it was a magazine. Oh, you mean you mean like the thing store like Sears catalog where you like look well, for something to buy? They don't have that anymore. But yeah, like Pottery Barn and oh, no. Restoration Hardware. They they send like six volumes worth of these giant things. 
Yeah, they're killing tons of trees to try to get you to buy stuff. And they say that it's more efficient for them to send them all at one time. Right. And it's like everything you ever could have bought at any time from Restoration Hardware. And like who buys, I don't know, I guess people buy stuff from there. Not Alley, as we learned last it's time. It's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about credit cards today. Uh, as of February of this year, Americans have over $4 trillion, that's trillion with a T, in consumer debt. And the average American has a credit card balance of $4,293, according to Experian. That was as of February. It's probably changed since then. It's not, that was like, it's like a very precise amount. Very precise. Uh, at the same time, credit card interest rates have never been higher. So this is an interesting thing that's happened is banks, as interest rates broadly have gone lower, banks are like, well, how are we going to make up for that? Well, we'll charge people more interest on their credit card. The average credit card interest rate, which means half of the people are paying more than this, is 17.41% according to creditcards.com. And their Oof. latest report. That's up from 16.15% a year earlier and 15.22% two years ago, which is crazy. 17.41%. A lot of times when people come in and that, well, should I put this money in my 401k or should I uh, pay down my credit card? Like, that is a tax-free guaranteed 17.41% rate of return to boost your balance sheet if you pay off your credit card, which is crazy. And some people are high, 28%. What? Anyway. Um, and some studies have suggested that people spend 12 to 18% more than what, when they use credit cards instead of when they use cash. Yeah. It's, it's because it doesn't feel real. You don't feel the impact because it just shows up later and it's a number and it just didn't, encompasses everything you did. Didn't empty out your wallet right. and hand something to somebody. And like Apple pay and Google pay, they make that easier too. Or you just scan your phone now. It feels yep. even less realistic. Uh, McDonald's reported that the average ticket, ticket receipt, I don't know how you'd say that, average order is $7. McDonald's reported that the average order is $7 when people use credit cards and $4.50 for cash. Now, there might be something to that where the credit card user might have more means than the cash payer. But True. It right. also doesn't account for how many people are on the ticket. You know, maybe people with families are more likely to use credit cards than cash. Yeah. A single person. Who knows? Yeah. Will you, will you not ruin the narrative here, Jeff? Okay. All right. With all your we data. We can cut that out. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> okay. So what I want to ask from you guys, Jeff, we'll go with you first. How do you use credit cards? Tell us about that. You don't have to be specific. Yeah. But you can no, be as specific as you want to be. Well, I didn't use credit cards for a really long time. And then I realized I had no credit score because of it. And um, so I, I got a credit card probably around the last year of college, and I used it initially just to put was gas it an, in the an car. An Oakland A's credit card? With it the was not. Sports Illustrated. <laughs> All right. I right, continue. Just Move put gas on. in the car? <laughs> yeah. So I started just uh, gas in the car and paid it off every month just to kind of establish some credit. And now I use, my family, we use just a cashback credit card, and we put pretty much everything on it unless some place requires cash. And um, and then we just pay it off every month and we, you know, reap the rewards of a little bit of a cash back. And, and that's, that's good for us. Cool. How do you uh, keep yourself from spending too much on the car? Uh, we kind of, you know, look at it every month and make sure that the numbers aren't crazy. And, um, you know, one of the good things about kind of financial margin in general is it gives you some freedom you know, if you're paying yourself first and saving the things you want to 
and you're not going into debt you can pay it pay it off every month you don't have to look that closely yeah um so we just make sure nothing crazy is happening and um yeah i go through and check and make sure there's no you know fraudulent activity once a month or so and everything looks like things that we did cool Allie, how do you guys use credit cards? Why'd you have Jeff go first? Because I I'm I, I asked this Allie earlier. I told her I was gonna ask this question, and she started to tell a story that I promise you want to hear and I want to hear, but I made her stop because I wanted it to sound more natural. Mm-hmm. Well, Alex, my husband told me I wasn't gonna do this justice, so he might get mad about how I tell this. Uh, so we were the same. I've dated, I was with, I've been with my husband since I was 17 years old. So we grew up together. Um, so we also didn't use credit cards for a long time until a few years after college. I, we were like, maybe we should get like, you know, we were thinking about buying a house. We should start getting credit. And I tried to get a gap credit card and they literally couldn't find me in the system because I had zero credit. So you say, I'm going to get a gap card. Why'd you choose that one as your first one? Cause you're there and they uh, give you 20% off me, or whatever. It was going to give me a discount okay. on the stuff that like, I was this, purchasing. You know what? I don't have any credit or I'll get a card that's good at one place. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, it this will be work. a good way to build credit. They didn't find it. It yeah. didn't because they denied me. Got it. So, yeah. But so we started, um, we had one. Those that, are, hold on real quick. I used to work at the Gap in college. Did you know that? Uh-huh. I did not. Actually. I had to do a few of those denials and they want you to push the credit card on people. And uh, basically when you're a Gap employee, you're basically just a security guard. Like keeping people from stealing things is 80% of what you do. They call it a loss in retail, right? You want loss to minimize prevention. loss prevention. Yeah. You want to minimize loss. The conversation when you actually have to tell somebody that they were denied is really awkward. You're like, well, well mine at least wasn't like denied because I had bad credit. They couldn't find me. Yeah. Like they right. literally couldn't. That's that's what they, they told us to tell people. Yeah. That we couldn't no, find sorry, me. you don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I really didn't because I had no, I never had a lease under my name. It was yeah, always you still had a roommates. social security number. They just didn't want to offer you credit because oh, you didn't okay. have any yet. Well, yeah, I didn't have any. Yeah. But I mean, like my credit wasn't bad. It just I, didn't it was, exist. Yeah, yeah, it didn't exist. Okay. Anyways. We started using, we, my husband got a credit card and put me as an authorized user because that was all I could actually get. And we started building it up. So we used credit cards for three or four years just to like Jeff does where we would put everything on it for the cashback rewards and then pay it off every month. And it just acted as our debit card. And so, um, recently Alex, my husband has discovered credit card hacking where you get. Sounds really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're checking I'm, your statement every month, Jeff, because Alex is hacking your credit yeah, card. Yeah, exactly. Um, is this what people call it, really? Broadly, I, that's credit what card he hacking? calls it. I don't know. If that's I don't. You'd have to ask him if there's like an article or something about it. He's say again, Christian, our sound engineer. What do you say? Churning. Churning. Is that what it is? Mm. See, there's that doesn't a sound good either. That's against like if well, we were churning, we'd get in a lot of trouble. For yeah, that, apparently with good we're actually we don't make money churning. that way. Yeah. Well. I'm still a little apprehensive about it, but he promises he's done the research and he does like to research a lot. So I do trust him to an extent. So every credit card has a sign-up bonus. Some are good, some are not. He has gone around and found the best sign-up bonuses and we get a credit card. We put everything on it for that month or whatever. So we hit the, there's usually like a spending that you have to hit in order to get like $1,000 in the first 30 days yeah, or whatever. Which if we're only getting one at a time, that's like our month's expenses. Yeah. So we just get, he just gets a new one and then you get the sign-up bonuses. So we have so far 
<laughs> a lot of credit cards. This is the part that I'm There's excited. an entire shoe filled a with shoe. his own. A shoe. What size shoe does he wear? <laughs> Out, uh, like 14 or, or something. Four, I don't wow. know. I'm a 13. That's impressive. But we have gotten free round trip tickets for both of us to Costa Rica. We have gotten free round trip tickets to Utah, which is where my family lives. Twice, actually. We have gotten about $1,000 in just cash sign-up bonuses. Um, we went to New York City this past week and had an $800 like hotel that was all credit cards. Um, I can't remember. Do you what know, else we have, we have, have you checked things. his credit score or your credit score lately? No, I don't To see what it's doing? How many cards do you think he has now? Mm, it's hard to say. It's a... Uh, In excess of 10. Well, we just got a new one. He was very excited to go does check he the cancel, mail when we got back Does he Sunday. cancel them when he's done with them or is he, these are Only all... Only the ones that have a <laughs> yearly fee. If an annual fee, if it doesn't have an annual fee, then he leaves them open. So I don't know. Because closing them hurts your credit, but having them open doesn't. Uh, the I amount of new inquiries that. does. Yeah. Inquiries hurts. Mm-hmm. And uh, a percentage of available credit used can hurt your credit score. So if you, every time you had a card, Which it's got $10,000 spending yeah, limit. Yeah, because we have a very high spending. <laughs> yeah, but they want you to use some of it. Like you got to use enough of it to say, oh, we're using our available credit. But I have a feeling at some point that's going to have a net negative impact. I would imagine so. I think but then the canceling really your cards can too. This whole the whole credit card score thing, like the we credit also score. It, well, not so abstract, but we also don't really need credit because we pay cash for all of our cars. We already have a house, so the only thing we're going to use credit for is another house, which we'll have our house to like put down the money for. Yeah. All right. What were you going to say? Really important question is how did you come up with a shoe as the storage yes. method for well, all the credit cards? Well, his wallet what got too type full. Of- and they, mm-hmm. the credit cards no longer fit, and so he needed somewhere to put them. And so there is a secret hiding place in our house that nobody can ever find with the credit cards. In. <laughs> okay, I have a lot of questions about <laughs> Alex's philosophy and approach. My you, you, the way you said it is, uh, it was paid for. Our flight was paid for, and I would I would say that like potentially it was paid for, but really like, what's the opportunity cost? Well, nothing. Well, there is something because you could have been getting something else. We could have been of, getting cash back, but that's like 2%. Whereas a flight to Costa Rica round trip is over $1,000. But 2% of what? 2% of 1000 bucks is a sign-up bonus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, is the min- okay. minimum spending. We'll talk through this. You, you're going to have to have Alex come on here so no, I, talk I, to him about it because I, I don't really I think know. it's great. I, I, don't have a, I don't think there's like anything wrong with <laughs> I'll it. I'll send you pictures from Costa Rica. I think the potential for disaster is relatively high. I 100% agree. So... um. <laughs> I decided a few years ago that cash was king. So I want to figure out how much cash back I can get because the reality is, well, it's like getting a gift card if you get points to a specific place, right? It's like, would you rather have $100 cash for your birthday or a $100 Walmart gift card? Cash. I will say sometimes uh, gift cards are nice though because it feels like free money. Like I don't feel guilty swiping a credit or a gift card to Target, but if I'm spending like cash, even if they're both gifts, I'm less likely to use my cash than I am my gift but card. But the cash you can take and use on whatever it is that you actually want or yeah, really need. I would just spend it on like groceries. Whereas like if it's a gift card, then I'm forced to spend it on something for me. So there's a it's a psychological advantage, not necessarily an economic advantage. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So you got to get over that. You don't have to. You can do whatever you want. So I, I decided that cash back was king. Like I'd rather have cash back. So I, I use two cards. I use uh, American Express Blue Cash Preferred. I spent the 90. This is the only card that I spend the annual fee on. And I don't get paid mm, by these Costco people. Your Costco one also them. technically has a fee. Well, it's a Costco membership is the fee. Yeah. 
the uh, the Costco, I'm sorry, American Express, Blue Cash Preferred, 6% back on groceries. Okay. So every time I go to the grocery store, I don't know what we spend a week on groceries, um, $150 a week maybe on groceries, something like that. And I get 6% back right away. And that adds up to a lot of money if you use that. So it's like a 6% discount on groceries every time you go. And then the other one I use is the Costco Visa, which has 4% back on gas, 3% back on travel and restaurants. And then you get a credit at the end of the year. Actually, now Costco sends you a check that you got taken to the Costco in cash. But anyway, and the Costco's got great discounts anyway. Yeah. So another big problem with credit cards is that they can lead to impulse buying. And when we buy things impulsively, I think that oftentimes it actually leads to discontentment. It leads to us not necessarily spending money on those things that are most significant to us. Do you guys see that? Yeah, absolutely. I think like what you mentioned in the the last episode, um, you know, having goals and saving to them specifically, that's really important um, to be able to do the things that you, you find most important. And there's also like value in planning for a trip or something like that. And if impulse purchases get in the way of that, then you're not going to be very happy because instead of, you know, planning for, uh, you know, your anniversary trip or something like that, you're eating away at that by spending money on things you probably didn't need in the first place. Why Why is that so difficult though? Uh, I think it just comes back to the fact that when you're paying for it on a credit card or even on a debit card, it just doesn't feel real. You don't feel the impact of, of the money leaving your possession. And uh, I actually saw a TED talk recently where a, a guy kind of... He plays a game of Monopoly with his kids with real dollars, and he sees the impact of how they change their decision-making in the game, and it's really fascinating. Um, and, and his whole thing is talking about, like, his kids might grow up in a world where they don't actually touch real money ever um, with how quickly things are changing with that. And it's a, just Bitcoin. Yeah, they're there all, you go. They're all in on That's yeah. right. It's all Bitcoin. So, um you know, trying to make money feel real in a world where you don't, where it really isn't yeah. real. It's kind of virtual. Yeah. And uh, it, it's definitely worth a watch. And just like with anything that we'll talk about and have talked about thus far on this podcast, the Making Margin podcast, is um, if you're systematizing and you're saving first, Jeff talked about this last episode, but if you're systematizing and saving first, then we don't really care what you're spending money on or how you're doing it. Um, as long as you're not going into credit card debt and you're saving first for those things that are most important to you and things that you know you want to buy or you're going to buy and know you want to do, then whether you use a credit card or whatever, it doesn't really matter. And if you're struggling with doing that, we have a free goal setting um, document and a free budget setting document on our website that are complimentary. So what if you're page do they click on there? Uh, what we do. What we do. Down at the mm-hmm. bottom of the what we do page, there are a couple of presentations there you can go through. Yeah. That's great. And one thing you can do if if you're having issues uh, kind of with those impulse purchases is put like put barriers in your way. So something as simple as not saving your credit card information online makes you uh, take a second, go get a card, come sit back down. And maybe in that time you figured out you don't actually need that thing that you thought you needed. Another way you can do that is just give yourself a, a thinking time. So say, you know, if I'm still thinking about this in 24 hours or 30 days or whatever the time frame that works for you, it gives yourself time to figure out, you know, is it really worth it? Do I really need that thing? Yeah. 
So I have a methodology to do this with my kids and uh, I'm not very good at doing it every week and they complain because they haven't gotten their allowance lately. But um, we talk about give, save, spend. So when money comes in and you say, okay, there's a certain percentage that I want to give away. There's a certain percentage that I want to save for these future things that we want to spend on. And then I can spend the rest. And so we do 10, 10, 80 with them where if I give them $4 of allowance, I want them to take 40 cents and put it in the give jar. And then they take that to church and put it in the white boxes at our church. We don't pass the plate. So they put it in the white boxes and they take 40 cents and they put it in the save jar. And that I tell them, you're going to spend later on a house or a car or some big purchase later on. They don't even know what it is yet. And that's fine. And then they take the rest of it and they put it, which was that equal $3 and 40 cents. And they can spend it on whatever they want to, whenever they want to. And this concept is something that, um, you know, I, I think is really important even as adults that we learn and a lot of people just don't understand and maybe have never been taught, but take that first 10% and 20% and put it towards those things that uh, are going to ultimately bring us more satisfaction later on. And then with the rest of it, you can spend on whatever it is that you want to. And whether you're using credit cards, whether you're using cash or whatever, something to um, sort of physically make that more tangible, uh, I think is something that most of us have never necessarily experienced. Yeah. Well, that that talks about kind of the why to impulse buying, but how it leads to discontentment is is, is um, a little bit different. So like that's the actual impulse buying and the science, not the science necessarily, but the psychology behind why that happens. But leading to the discontentment is that you're choosing these things off of an impulse and something you haven't thought about. And those will impact the things that you can do, whether it's big in a big way or in a small way, it's going to impact what you can do later on. And so what you, if you're, what you're really wanting is to be able to go to the nice restaurants in Charlotte and that's the experience you enjoy. If you continuously buy $40 of, you know, a Target, whatever, every time you go there, that's going to impact how many restaurants you can go to. Yeah. Or the same thing with vacations or, you know, larger things, a car or whatever. Um, but those impulse buys are going to impact what you can do. And so that can lead to the discontentment of it's not actually what you really wanted. It's what you saw and it was shiny and it was, right. you know, brand new. And it was right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, uh, there's a there's something psychologically at play when we look at our peers and the things that they have, and we judge our tendency is to just judge success based on what we see immediately around us. And so, oh, so and so got whatever renovations on their house, and so and so got that car, and so they must be successful. And what we find out talking to people is that oftentimes nothing could be further from the truth. Like we look at outward appearances and we judge what's actually going on with their cash flow and their balance sheet based on those outward appearances. Um, and the truth is that they could be, they could have 18% interest on their credit card and nobody would ever know it. Uh, and they might not necessarily even have enough income to keep up with those credit card payments, but no one would know it because all we do is look at the outside. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Thanks so much for listening to episode two of the Making Margin podcast from Greenway Wealth Advisors. You can find us online at greenwaywealth.com. Mm -hmm.